It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good morning. KSL News Time is 5 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. The family of a man killed in an officer-involved shooting is not mincing words with the officers who shot their son. The family has released a statement uh, about the deadly shooting in Farmington. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with the latest. Adam? The family of 25-year-old Chase Allen released a strongly worded statement saying, quote, They've learned more from media coverage about what occurred than anywhere else, unquote. The family says they were not given next-of-kin notifications when Chase died, the opportunity to see him, and they say they haven't even been contacted by law enforcement or justice departments with any information on the investigation. And the part that sticks out the most from that family statement, they call the police who shot Chase murderers. Farmington Police Chief Eric Johnson says they pulled Allen over for not having license plates on his car. And at some point when they were trying to remove him from the car, they claimed he was not being compliant. They say, uh, officer, that's when shots were fired. Other than that's how we train and I know my guys and if they fired shots, I'm certain they were in fear of their life. We'll be continuing to following this investigation. There's still many questions that we're looking for answers for. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. We have some breaking news from overnight. The investigation getting underway after a man who crashed his car overnight died. West Valley Police Sergeant Garman says when officers arrived, they found the man had been shot. We pulled him out, tried life-saving efforts until fire took over, transported to the hospital. He was pronounced deceased at the hospital. Because the investigation is just getting underway, Sergeant Garman says uh, they're not sure if the man was shot before or after he got in the car. Cedar City residents are outraged over the way police officers handled students' reports of a gun on campus. Details from KSL-TV's Matt Rascone. From the perspective of police and school officials, the response to an alleged gun incident at Canyon View High School went smoothly. My officers worked tirelessly. To, to make sure that we had the school safe. But it didn't take long during the Cedar City Council meeting to see. I wish we were celebrating right now because this, this happened perfectly. No one else was celebrating. This is a total failure. What did you do to protect them? You guys are getting pats on the back, but I don't see it. On Monday, a student told the school resource officer that an hour earlier, a teen had pointed what looked like a gun at him. The officer went to the parking lot and checked surveillance. That reports the school did not go on lockdown until the next day when officers arrested the suspected teen at his nearby home. There's a new safety team operating in the Granite School District, and in addition to keeping guns out, they're helping students relax. Officer Garrett Penrose and his partner Canine Bolt are the state's only gun-sniffing team. Officer Penrose says Canine Bold is trained to follow the smell of gunpowder. He can go anywhere. He can go into parking lots. He can go around vehicles. He can go through lockers, any common areas. KSL-TV reports the team was called in when a gun was fired in the Taylorsville High School parking lot in January. Officer Penrose says Bolt has also helped calm down students in crisis. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. 
KSL's top national stories this hour. It took a South Carolina jury less than three hours of deliberating to find former South Carolina attorney guilty of murdering his wife and son. ABC legal contributor Brian Buckmeyer says Murdoch, Alex Murdoch, now faces decades behind bars. Best case scenario, Alec Murdoch can do 30 years in prison for both charges, even though he can serve 30 years individually. He's probably hoping that those charges run concurrently or at the same time. Sentencing is scheduled for this morning. Four more space travelers are aboard the International Space Station after a SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule dock this morning. Here's what it sounded like the moment the four boarded on NASA TV's live coverage. The International Space Station, now a crew of 11 crew members for the next week. That's Mission Control commentator Rob Navius. First look traffic on this Friday morning and over to you, Andy. Amanda, it's another nice start for drivers uh, going around this morning. For those of you uh, uh, traveling through the canyons, no issues early this morning. In fact, Big and Little Cottonwood Canyons are both open without restriction for the first time in a little bit. And uh, looking on the freeways on this Friday morning, just light traffic overall. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Well, the BYU Cougars kick off the West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament tonight with a game against the Portland Pilots. The Pilots beat San Diego last night. They hit 19 three-pointers. Uh, three pointers. That is a uh, uh, conference tournament record. BYU senior guard Rudy Williams says they've had an up-and-down season, but they believe they can make a run starting tonight. Me personally, I'm super excited. You know, I love going to Vegas, uh, playing games there, and I feel like we can really do something special. And like Coach said earlier, you know, there is a lot of belief and guys really feel like it's going to be a long stay in Vegas. If the Cougars can pull out a win, they'll face LMU tomorrow. The winner of that game takes on St. Mary's on Monday. Tonight's game tips at 7. We'll have the pregame beginning here on KSL News Radio at 6. The third-ranked Utah women's basketball team played their opening round of the Pac-12 basketball tournament last night, and they were upset by Washington State after the Cougars went on a 14-point run in the third quarter. The Utes have been discussed as a possible number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and now they'll wait until Selection Sunday on March 12th to find out. In just under a week, Utahns will get a chance to see the NHL Stanley Cup playoff trophy in the uh, uh, Maverick Center. KSL News Radio's Mark Jackson reports. In a fairly reasonably priced deal, diehard NHL fans can shell out $25 to the Utah Grizzlies for a photo op experience that includes a ticket to their game against the Kansas City Mavericks. The package includes one hour personal time with the iconic trophy on the day of its 131st anniversary. There are 300 total availabilities from 9 a.m. until 1.55 p.m. KSL Sports reports the trophy's making its way here after the Grizzlies NHL affiliate Colorado Avalanche won the cup in 2022. The Utah Grizzlies currently are 23 and 26 and sit at fifth of the Mountain Division. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.